All right, all right, all right. All right, charter. C-H-A-R-T-E-R, 10-5-11, synthetic fiction, synthic, coming at you. July 1st, it is coming up on our nation's independence. I'm telling a story, this is fiction, I'm telling you a story. This is all released under Creative Commons, do with it what you will. If you hear something you like, you want to build, feel free. I have in mind today, as Robert Pearson would say, a Chautauqua. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I might not be. It, uh, it's a big long word. It's a field out in Boulder, Colorado. Has it? He wrote it down in the book. I think it's pronounced Chautauqua, but what do I know? The word Chautauqua essentially means a walk and talk. So I'm going to walk and I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about something in particular I want to talk about. Something small and something large. I'm going to tell you guys about an evening I had the other night and an asshole I met. I also want to tell you about the asshole I am. I want to tell you about how that led me to something I find very surprising and extraordinarily problematic. The last thing I want to do here is give you a solution to what I see as the problem. Never want to just give you a problem, right? Always want to give you a solution. Once again, Charter. 10.5.11, this is Synthetic Fiction, synthfic.net. We write the world we want to live in. That's what synthetic fiction is. Live your life, write it. Write it. As Mr. Hamilton says, by way of... Lin-Manuel Miranda, thank you, sir, shout out. Hamilton says, write your way out. Synthetic fiction. Write the world you want to live in. So here's where we are, folks. I'm going to tell you a story. Charter. So I am a hippie kid. I am a hippie kid, period, end of story, full stop, full bore. Coming to you now. A pair of Chacos on that I've been wearing for about 15 years. They are bled through the bottom. I was lucky enough to spend a week on vacation in the mountains of North Carolina. Did a whole lot of hiking in these Chacos, Chacos. Call them what you will. I've hiked so much in these that they are broken. I have shoes that are older than my children. I recycle, I'm conscious, I have a compost. I am a hippie kid. Now, I'm not saying that makes me good. I'm not saying that makes me better. I'm just saying I had a bootleg fish tape before they left Vermont. I'm a hippie kid. I spent some time in the mountains of North Carolina growing up. I got to go back this week for a wonderful week. While I was there, We decided to swing down into Asheville, meet up with some old friends, have a good time, have a few drinks, see what the city looked like. And I gotta tell you, Asheville's gorgeous. I felt right at home. I felt one of us. We finished up at a restaurant. What I want to tell you here is that of all the establishments we visited in Asheville that evening, 
They were phenomenal. Every single individual I came in contact with was open and earnest and 100% who they were, and I very much appreciated it. We had dinner, we hit a bar, we moved around the corner to another spot that I was extraordinarily excited about because it was sticky. I don't know if you guys know bars. Sticky is the best, especially when they're sticky and clean. If you can find a sticky bar that's clean, you know you have found home. Speaking of DeSoto, I'm talking about DeSoto Lounge, Asheville, North Carolina, 504 Haywood Road. Shout out to DeSoto. You guys are sticky and clean, and I would have loved to spend my evening there. And herein lies the rub. Upon entering DeSoto, we were informed that we needed memberships, no problem. I will admit here, up front, I was having a great night. I was having a blast. I may have been rowdy. I may have been loud. I may have been excited. I may not have understood the very underplayed podium membership spiral notebook trick that's going on in Asheville. I get it. More power to them. I want to be a member of DeSoto, and as a matter of fact, I am a member of DeSoto as of this telling. But not having been in North Carolina, not having been to the DeSoto before, not knowing in any capacity what the rules were, and in a, shall we say, sheets to the wind state of mind, just looking to have a good time, I found myself standing in front of a shaky small wooden podium with a small wooden bench behind it upon which sat a gentleman i presume a wonderful kind loving human being but for some reason we don't get along probably my fault i said up front there were two assholes now my time in Asheville was so fun so enjoyable but by the time I got to DeSoto, I just wanted to get in, sit down, tell the bartender I wanted a bourbon, a scotch, and a beer, and have a night. Before I could get there, I had to become a member, no problem, given my ID, talking to the gentleman, probably boisterously. Paid the $1 membership fee, very excited to get beyond the minor obstacle of pedestal. There's a guy there. He's the door guy. His job is to protect the establishment. I respect him for that. That is a thankless and a very hard job. Once again, I preface this by saying this particular asshole is probably a very nice guy. I, admittedly an asshole, can be a nice guy if I choose. It did not occur to me in a service establishment that it was upon me, the onus was mine, to not be the asshole to him. And here's the crux of my story. I seem to misunderstand the point of the service industry in Asheville. Now here's how I get there, folks. So 
I walk in to DeSoto, I'm excited, I'm having a blast. I just want to get in, sit down, get a bourbon, a scotch, and a beer, and there's a guy with a pen and a pad and note cards, and he wants a dollar and my home address, and he wants me to write legibly, and he wants to write my name on a card and give it to me before I can get a beer, all because of something. I'm certain it's reasonable. But, as things often do, my interaction with this gentleman goes astray in my jolly and negated to afford him the appropriate respect. This, I will admit, was my fault. I viewed him as an obstacle between me and the social lubricant I was so in, I'd say need, but not need. I just wanted a fucking beer, man. Come on. All right. So here's what's up. We walk in, he's there and I'm having fun. I didn't write legibly. I didn't even see that it said to write legibly. That somehow pissed him off. I wanted to see what this little card he was giving me was while he was uh, filling it out. Cause you know, the power this guy has, he's got my driver's license, my full name, my home address, and he's copying it down somewhere. I just wanted to see what the fuck it was. So I touched the cards on the tiny shaky wooden podium and inadvertently one fell to the ground. You'd think that would be okay. I think I even said, oops, I'm sorry, I dropped one. I may not have that may be embellished. In any case, it was in good fun. I, I didn't mean any harm. The gentleman, however, took it very seriously and responded negatively, and it's neither here nor there what he actually said, but he said it out loud, and he said it to members of my party who were also members of my family. I'm going to call the gentleman at the door a kind, loving, respectful, good human being who decided to treat me like an asshole, which is his right. Now, this stuck in my craw. So the next day I got up and I thought to myself, well, hey, don't these people in Asheville, this little tiny town in the middle of North Carolina that I feel like I know because I lived in some near vicinity nearly 20 years ago, don't they know that times have changed and this magical thing called the internet exists and I can yelp, except I can't yelp. You know why? I can't yelp because I don't have any service. My infinite encyclopedia at the ready instantaneous feedback machine is offline because i have no service and the wi-fi is bad but i have every intention of going home when i return from my vacation and pulling up desoto grill desoto pub on yelp and leaving a yelp review i say this to my traveling companions hey guys don't don't they have Yelp up here? And why was that guy an asshole? And I'm going to give him a what for. 
Because you know, it occurs to me that I left. I'm a member of DeSoto, but I left having not spent any money that night, which means none of the bartenders who I wanted a bourbon and a scotch and a beer from got my money. Now, that's their right. They can refuse service to anyone. And if that was their intent and they did not want my money and I was indeed so disruptive that I needed to be removed or I just wasn't the kind of customer they were looking for, that's their right. The Supreme Court recently upheld the right to not have to provide service if you don't like people, if you don't agree with them. Which means I have a fundamental misunderstanding of the service industry. I grew up in the service industry. I have been at your service this entire time. It never occurred to me that if I disliked you for any reason, ideological or otherwise, unless you were a threat of physical harm to refuse you service, whoever you are. And in my experience in the service industry, I have served some individuals I would have preferred not to, but I did. Supreme Court, on the other hand, says you don't have to. And for all of my liberal toting hippie friends out there, shout out to the Red Hen for turning away a professional woman who wanted to have a meal. Now, sticky wicket. People have the right to refuse service because they don't like you. Maybe that's what the bartenders at DeSoto intended to do. Maybe they had decided they didn't like me and that's, that bothers me because I generally like myself. I try really hard, I work really hard, I was on vacation and I had every intention of spending a reasonable sum in their sticky, clean, exciting establishment. But what ended up happening was I was an asshole on the way in, he was an asshole, I walked out, I spent money elsewhere, and again, all the other establishments that I visited in Nashville that day were phenomenal. So I say to my friends, I'm gonna give them a bad review on Yelp because you must not know this thing called the internet exists and that consumers are empowered. One of my traveling companions said something that blew my mind. She said, negative reviews often work in reverse. And she said it in passing, she said it quickly, and she's in the service industry now, contemporary. I am not. I have not been in the service industry in a few years since this change. Since Yelp. Negative reviews work in reverse, and I hear it, and it sticks, and I want to know why. And if I understand her correctly, basically what she's saying is out-of-towners, tourists, the them to their us, use Yelp as a means of kind of a backhanded compliment if a yuppie with money from out of town deigns to visit and is shit upon and leaves a negative review, the perspective seems to be then that the locals can keep it for themselves. And if I were a local, I think I might understand this. I'm not a local, 
And I don't come at it from a local or a tourist perspective. I come at it from a well-being perspective. My assumption is that the gentleman who is an asshole to me at the door likes his job for one reason or another, wants to keep his job for one reason or another, would like the money from his job, and intends to continue to work there. In order to do so, he may not need my money, but it certainly would come in handy. Now, if his intent is to run individuals who are not local out of town by being mean to them and signaling to locals where they should go with negative reviews on Yelp, it certainly worked. Here's my conundrum. The very guy at the bar is essentially dependent on tourist revenue. I'm sure people there are going to argue that Asheville could sustain itself. I don't know on what. Prices are low, that's good. I hear welfare's high, maybe that's a rumor, and I am a pro for both. For the record, I like low prices, and I have no problem with social welfare. If people need help, give them help, for God's sake. It's not your job to analyze why. You don't get to approve whether or not someone else needs help. If they say help, you give them help. So regardless of the welfare status of Asheville, there's very little industry I suppose they could farm. There's a college or two. I suppose a jam band may or may not come through town There's likely an illicit underground secondary market. And the hippies that are living there, the good people that are living there, who are being besieged by tourists, who feel like their town is slipping away from them, may dislike the people that are coming to see the views. But without the people that are coming to see the views, the people that live there wouldn't be able to. It's a conundrum. It's catch-22. You can hate me, but you need me. So here's where we are. I'm learning from my traveling companions that a negative review on Yelp will not work. Which, fast forward a full day later on the porch, I'm talking to a gentleman who grew up in the holler just around the corner. And I'm asking him, what is this Asheville? He gives me some pointers, we talk through it a little bit, and in so doing, I come to learn that Airbnb is restricted in Asheville. And one of the lamentations is that the artists and musicians and soul of Asheville who depend on being able to rent out their privately owned establishments in any way they see fit to anyone at any time cannot do so because the corporate conglomerate hotels want the tourist money. You see where I'm headed here, guys? It would appear they passed ordinances to stop the people who live there and like it from earning money in a way that works so that the corporations in turn can make money, which, if you follow me all the way down, 
makes the people that live there hate the tourists because we are basically one large corporation. We are a nameless, faceless, Ralph Lauren polo-wearing corporation there to take photographs with our digital devices to share with each other in faraway places. We are the enemy to them. I get that. I want them to have their town. They have their town and it's gorgeous and I want to go. But they're having trouble keeping their town. I want to thank the gentleman at DeSoto for being an asshole to me. I want to apologize to him for being an asshole to him. Sir, in the event that you hear this, well met. I'm sure under different circumstances, we'd have had a damn fine time. Such as it is, I was an asshole to you, you were an asshole to me, and the bartenders didn't get my money. Maybe that is something you care about, maybe it's not. In the process, I learned that the people that love the town they live in are being squeezed out intentionally, and I was aghast. Anybody who was there that day will tell you that I pretty much flew off the handle. I was aghast. I was agog. I was aghast. They can't rent their own homes. Private property, land of the free, America, home of the brave, land of the free, private property. They can't rent their own homes. They own their homes. They can't rent them. If they rent them, it is a $500 fine per night. And if I understand it correctly, and somebody jump in here and explain it to me otherwise, but basically what that means is that if you're gonna go to Asheville for a beautiful weekend or for a honeymoon or for a bachelor party or a bridal shower or a pride parade, you're basically forced into the enemy. You have to go stay in a corporate hotel. I promised you a solution. I said I wasn't just going to identify the problem. I was going to give you a solution. Well, here's what seems to be the problem. It's not the tourists. Most of them are pretty nice. They're spending money, having a nice time, appreciating where you live. It's not the locals. They're keeping everything running. And they're good folk. I don't know them all, of course. But the ones that I do know, I like including the gentleman at the door at DeSoto. It would appear that who we don't like are the politicians that screwed the locals. We'll use that term. There's no logical reason for what they're doing. I do understand they could make the fear argument, but they have to come up against the home of the free. You either believe in private property or you don't. For the government to say that there is a required use of your home could be argued as a rational, irrational length of imminent domain. The way I see it, and I get it's a jump, basically the United States nationalized Asheville. Now if you're a homeowner in Asheville and you think that's not the case, 
If you're a homeowner in Asheville and you think the government telling you that you can't have someone stay in your house unless they're going to stay for over a month, what happens if my mom comes to visit and buys groceries while I'm there and she's only there for two nights? It's a problem, folks, and the problem is the corporations. The problem is that the tourists who are good individuals and deserve to be treated with respect are showing up as the face of evil. How do we solve it, then, you ask? Well, first we identify the problem. Clearly, the politicians made a bad decision. Hey, guys, turn it around. Let people rent their homes. Let people do whatever the hell they want with their homes as long as it's not hurting anyone else. That should be the baseline, right? Freedom is free. I don't have to agree with what the guy next to me is doing, but if he ain't blowing my shit up, it should not matter. I'm supposed to keep my nose to myself. I should be able to do anything I want in my own home without government interference. If you own a home in Asheville and you don't think the government has nationalized your house, if you don't see that imminent domain has essentially come in and taken Asheville by county, let me know. So here's the solution. The problem is the economy. Last time I checked, there's a digital one. It would be very easy for the very good people of Asheville and the very good people who want to visit Asheville to take the middleman out of the equation. They could do that by joining hands and by deciding that they're going to keep Asheville beautiful for whomever wants to come, except for the individual corporation. It's pretty easy. Over and done. How, you say? It would be complicated, you say. And here again, I come back to Yelp. I come back to the internet. I come back to freedom of information. There are multiple democratic apps out there right now. We have blockchain, we have cryptocurrency, we have the technology to very, very easily turn this around. Go to Google. <laughs> Go to the Google. Any search for democracy app will pull up a host. Now there's not a front runner yet because the technology is cutting, but folks, the solution to this is direct democracy. We don't hate each other. We love each other. We hate the politicians. Just take them out of the equation. Vote them out real quick. Change the law. Rent your house. Like the people who do. Don't feel like a negative Yelp review is the only way to identify one of us. Over 20 years ago, I spent a fair amount of time in the Appalachian Mountains. It's one of my favorite places on earth. What I saw in Asheville this week 
made me very sad. Predominantly, I'm sad that such a beautiful place is so fraught with hatred. I certainly hope that's not the case. I certainly hope my experience isn't colored. I bring it back to the service industry. Any manager will be able to tell you the statistic on how often negative information is shared versus positive. We don't share positive information, we share negative information. I was moved by one negative experience out of potentially a thousand positive, amazing, wonderful, loving experiences to communicate how bad that one minor experience was, to call out that one guy who was just doing his job and doing it well in protecting it from people like me. But that shouldn't be his job. He should want me in his lounge because I'll challenge him to an arm wrestle and I won't care if I lose because I just want to play the game with my brother. Alas, Asheville, we hardly knew you. If you're as progressive and loving and kind and cooperative as you would like to be, turn your phone on tomorrow. Change the rules. Partner with your neighbor. Love one another. And kick out the bastards. They're there. They have logos. They have trademarks. They have Supreme Court rulings on their side. They were deemed organizations as individuals. Corporate individualism is the devil. Asheville, be on the right side of that. Fix it, fix it quick. Vote them out, make them go. And the next time I'm there, I'm buying the doorman at DeSoto a drink. This is Charter. 10511. Synthetic fiction. Synthfic.net. I'm telling a story, folks. That's what I'm doing. If you like it, here's something you want to build. Do it. Pie in the sky, don't know how you say, can't be done. You know, that's, that's right. It's because when the Constitution was written, it was written by hand with pen and ink on parchment paper. We use the same tools to elect our representatives today, pen and paper. If you're listening to me, you're likely listening to me on a device that is the single most empowering thing you've ever had. And all you have to do is tell your fellow neighbors. 
So here you go. Countable. Joe Trippy. Countable. Don't think it can be done? Get out there. Countable.us. Sign up. Tell your local representatives what their job is. Stop asking. Tell them. Did you know that the X Prize has a democracy project for direct democracy called We the People? Are you engaged? Are you signed up? There are 10 apps that will show you how to very quickly change your representation. Let New York be a boon. We do not have to settle for the individuals who can get nothing done and are dragging this country down. Log on, get involved in direct democracy. One person, one vote. If I can walk around with an Apple product in my hand and use my fingerprint to guarantee that my money is not stolen, I can use my fingerprint on my phone to instantaneously vote. Instantaneously. I know the detractors say hacking. I see your hacking. I raise you blockchain. We have a solution. Don't wait for it to come to you. Go get it. Blockchain democracy. One person, one vote. Basically, I'm going to call it Free Asheville. Hashtag Free Asheville. Countable, XPRIZE, Apple. Folks, if you use your thumb pit on an Apple phone, to download an app. Apple has the capacity to turn on voting tomorrow. Dear Apple, dear Tim Cook, may I please vote from my phone? You know, and if you're scared and you're worried and you still want that piece of paper, fine. I'm not saying replace anything. You can have the voting booths, you can have the polls, you can have the stations, you can have the paper vote ballots, you can have the circle ballots. Have all the checks and balances you want. But you want to hear from the people you're representing? Turn on voting from my phone. Let me tell Congress what I think about the fact that they're on vacation while thousands of children are in American concentration camps. I want them to hear it right now. I want them fired immediately. How do we do it? We turn on direct democracy. Apple, Tim Cook, Apple Pay, blockchain, cryptocurrency. Don't think it can be done? Take a look at Yes Day Scotland. You want Scotland to be the forerunner in democracy? Hey, bully for them. I certainly hope so, but somebody better change the words to some of our very important documents. If we decide to rest on our laurels and allow a broken system that we know is broken and could be fixed and is not anything close to democracy, to stand. Hashtag Free Asheville. Hashtag DeSoto Lounge.
vote them out. Rent your house. Live in that beautiful city. Love one another. Shut down the hotels. Charter. Synthetic fiction. 10511. Synthetic. Telling you a story.